Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! Yes! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I yeah. got I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey. authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age, y'all. Hey, Jesus Hi. is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is. He is. Yeah. He really is. You know what else is saying that right now? Who? Kanye West. What? Cut words that you are so grateful yeah. to actually say through this microphone that you never thought you would actually say. Right. Necessarily. Right. Like Kanye West. Yeah. Jesus is king. How you like them apples? I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Me too. They're red delicious. That's right. What's up, guys? This is Apologia Radio. It's the gospel heard around the world. I'm Jeff. They call me the ninja. Jeff Durbin. That is Luke the Bear Pearson. What up? Coming at you guys right now from Phoenix, Arizona. Excited about today's show. We're sure you are very excited as well. If you see the title and you see the description and all that's going on, uh, we are interviewing the brother, the man, the pastor, who's being called Kanye West's pastor. And uh, we're very, very excited. Make sure you guys do what you can to get this episode out around the world. Share it on dim internets. Let the world know. Good stuff happening. Dude, when was the last time we did a show together? Just you and me? Or in, you and I at all like it's been quite some time. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. So I guess as everyone's getting onto the live stream and doing their thing, as we pull uh, Pastor uh, Tyson on, um, let's. I guess maybe I'll let everyone know what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Be good it's been to do. Crazy. So crazy we were able to go and bring the gospel on mission uh, to Utah. And uh, all the content you'll be seeing coming out over the next couple of weeks. We have some stuff we dropped already at Apologia Studios on YouTube and Facebook. So you can go check that out. Dr. James White, uh, Pastor James from Apologia Church, and uh, really all the elders, all the pastors, yeah, and, our, and our team from Apologia Church went out to Utah to bring the gospel uh, to the Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. And in the process, we were able to organize some debates and some public dialogues and discussions. Uh, some of you guys have may, have, may have already heard about the, uh, the coolant debate, <laughs> I guess we should start calling it. Uh, we uh, pulled together uh, really the top tier atheists we could find in the state of Utah. We're in Utah. 
Let's find the best atheist Utah has to offer. So we actually got the uh, president of the uh, Atheist Society in Utah. And uh, I can hear you bouncing there. No, I know. Carmen's telling me to do it. Oh, he's so. telling you to hit it. Okay. Uh, we got the president of the uh, Utah Atheist Society or something to that effect. Uh, he is now uh, not the president, but he is now actually the state representative for American Atheists. American Atheist, the second largest organization or atheist organization, I think, on the planet. Uh, so state representative, mm -hmm. American Atheist. So we got Dan Ellis. Yeah. And then we got also Dr. Clark, who works in the area of prosthetics. Yes. Uh, he holds patents in the area of human prosthetics. Brilliant man, super, super intelligent man, and he hates God. With a passion. With a passion. So very exciting debate. Uh, hopefully a blessing to all of you guys. You can check that out. It's already up on our channel right now. Uh, just look below, I'm sure, wherever you're at right now. Uh, and we also were able to do a public dialogue and discussion with Alma Allred uh, Friday night at the University of Utah. He is uh, an ex-bishop and uh, professor, Latter-day Saint, uh, very, very dignified, respectable, good guy. Yes, very uh, nice that We'd guy. love to talk to, and uh, Pastor James did a dialogue with him. encourage you guys to watch that. Uh, and we also were able to do another debate the last night with Lee Baker on the New Testament mm. has it been corrupted. Yeah. And if you don't know where you get your Bible from, make sure you guys check out the debate. And if you want more information after that, make sure you pick up a copy of Pastor James' book, The King James Only Controversy. So that's what took place. We got some good conversation that took place. Yeah. Loving, respectful, uh, truthful dialogue out on the streets, bringing the gospel out, doing evangelism. Yeah. Very excited about that. So Those debates was like a nice sandwich. It was like a slice of nice in the middle. Yes. With two slices of bitter bread. On either side. Yeah, sourdough. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's good. Perfect. Some, some nice. real funky sourdough. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Tangy. Um, so, uh, so that's what's up. So, anyway, oh, so man. obviously you guys are all here now. Very excited to get into the episode with you guys. Some of you guys have been seeing in the media. You, uh, you really can't miss it. If you're a Christian and you're on them internets, you're online, You've probably seen the news about Kanye West's conversion to Christ. You ho hopefully have heard him actually. I mean, uh, what, TMZ. Uh, let's bring Adam in with this. TMZ recently uh, dropped, I think it was, it was just really early this week, a clip from one of his oh, uh, right. concerts um, uh, playing uh, some, some, of his, some of his new music. Uh, but it was really, I mean, my heart melted. Did, did I share it with you? No. I, I seen I, my heart melted. When I heard Kanye West on stage saying that he was re he was like going to read from Philippians, I think, and he was like, "Excuse me if I mispronounce words. I'm a recent convert." He said that means I recently was saved. Wow! I was like, "Oh, I like the sound of that. That's wow. good." My heart's my heart's so hopeful and and grateful. I think we should all be grateful to God when we hear somebody um, professing faith in Jesus Christ. Of course, there's important questions that are going to follow that. Mm. What does this person believe about Jesus? Yeah. Do they understand the biblical gospel because that's critical. So many times we have celebrities who will say, I believe in God or I'm a Christian. You'll have people that even link up with celebrity pastors uh, that you, you start to see as time goes on. You're like, this is not good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, not, <coughs> I'm not as hopeful <laughs> of this person's theological grounding, right. but I can't tell you how grateful I am to have heard about Pastor Adam Tyson. Yes. And so we're going to bring him on right now. Pastor Adam, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's great to be with you guys today. What a joy. What a blessing. Yeah, it's an honor for us to have you on today, brother. So, uh, Pastor Adam, uh, we want to ask you, brother, uh, just to let's get to know you. Uh, we want to get to know you. So who you, I'm calling you Pastor Adam, so you're pastor. So who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? 
Yeah, sure. I'm the pastor at Placerita Bible Church. It's just a suburb of L.A. up on the north side in Santa Clarita. And I've uh, been the lead pastor there for about six and a half, uh, going on seven years. And uh, just a real joy to serve our flock, to preach the word and to uh, to reach out with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what I'm doing right now, man. Praise God. So um, I think a lot of people have been really, really excited to hear uh, that the man that is closely connected to Kanye and is, uh, mm. is being a blessing in his life is also a graduate of Master Seminary? You got it, man. I came out. I'm originally from Georgia. I used to have a career as a physician's assistant. And after working in heart surgery for about uh, three or four years, I decided that uh, the Lord was giving me a greater desire to teach the Bible. Wow. And so I decided to come out to what I thought was the best seminary where I could learn the scripture and how to teach God's word expositionally. So I came out in 2002 uh, to 2005 at the Master's Seminary. That's right. Mm -hmm. Nice. He's still a heart surgeon. He's still a heart surgeon, just, just a different type. Yeah, exactly. Just want to help. You know, I heard that Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones quote where he said, I got tired of helping people live longer where they send more, and I wanted to help people live forever. Nice. Where they never sent again. Nice. Really my attention. I'm like, I got to be about that. That's what I want to be about right, right there. So Master Seminary, and now you're a pastor. Um, Adam, I think people would love to hear from you, and this would be a good opportunity, I think, to just go ahead and put it on record. I'd love to hear from you. What do you believe about Jesus, and what do you believe about the gospel? That's critical. Sure, absolutely. Well, I believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, fully God, fully man, born to the Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life, with, was without sin, he was crucified, died, and was buried, was in the grave for three days, and then he was risen from the dead uh, to accomplish our redemption for any sinner that would repent and believe in Christ and in his sufficient work on the cross that we could be, they could be born again. So I, I believe Jesus now is in, in heaven, ascended, is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us at this very moment. Praise God. There you go. So Pastor Adam, uh, how was the person justified? person is justified by faith alone. Faith by grace alone. alone and Christ alone. So, um, you know, justification is that forensic declaration where God says you're just when you're really not because you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then God steps in and by his sovereign grace, he saves a dark, dead soul. Like Ephesians 2 says, we're dead in our trespasses and sins, but he makes us alive together oh. with Christ. So he declares that we're just that we're righteous because he imputes to us Christ's righteousness and he places it upon us. And in that, at that time, we're, we're born again. You didn't know you were getting that quiz today, did you? You thought you were here to talk about Kanye. <laughs> no, because yeah, it's, it's so important because here's the thing. Um, I, I'll just speak frank with you, brother. I think one of the things that's been um, distressing to me now, here's the thing, Adam, you know, and, and we know that there's always a concern about the theological issues. Somebody yeah. can profess, I believe in Jesus, but the question is, what do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about God's word? What do you believe about the gospel? How is a person reconciled to God? Like those questions matter. They are critical, but it's distressing to me to, to see sort of the people immediately lash to the, to, the, to the sort of, let's go into a pit and let's not assume the best in a situation like this. And I think what's important for people to hear is just what you're saying, Pastor Adam, uh, what you believe about God and the gospel, what you're, what you're encouraging Kanye with. I, I am so grateful to God that in his providence, he has put a man alongside Kanye mm. that knows God, that knows his word, that knows the gospel, and you're giving him these truths and encouraging with them, uh, him with them. And so I think all of us need to be grateful to God for that first and foremost. Yes, absolutely. That's so critical. And so um, uh, another question, because people will ask this, uh, Pastor Adam, 
what, let people know, what do you believe as a, as a minister of the gospel? What do you believe about God's word? Is it inerrant? Um, is God's word the foundation? Um, where, where, do we, where do we go to get truth? What do you believe about that? Yeah, absolutely, man. The, the word of God's inerrant. It's infallible. It's sufficient. It's authoritative. Uh, we believe that the Bible's, you know, the, the word of God given by God, superintended the authors of the New Testament, Old Testament alike, to write the scripture and uh, all 66 books. We believe it. It's God's word. It directs our life, directs our steps, tells us about God. It's a special revelation. You know, what I love about the scripture is you have the general revelation of the world and creation. And you can see that God exists and we know God exists through our conscience Romans 1, but the only way to really know God is through His Word. And so He gives us His Word uh, to point us to Himself through the person of Jesus Christ. And so we love God's Word, man. I'm an expositor. Yes. So we're preaching it, baby, every week. That's word right. Word. Coming from Master Seminary, Pastor Adam, you have to be, right? That's sort yeah, they, of a... they, they kick you out, man. If you're not an expositor, <laughs> you get kicked out. Amen. That's right. So, um, okay, so another, another question related to that, so people understand sort of like, okay, what does the, what does the pastor believe who is um, in, in a special privileged position uh, to be able to speak into Kanye's life? Um, pastor Adam, do we, um, do we experience truth, no truth, based upon our personal experiences or our emotional experiences? Like, like is, that, is that how a person knows something is true because I felt it, I... I had a burning in the bosom or I experienced this amazing thing this one time in this camp or this concert or whatever. Like, what's the source of truth? Is, is it through personal experience and emotional things or how is that possible? Yeah, it sounds like you've been up in Mormon country lately. <laughs> in, yes. out in Utah doing yes. some debates or something. That's right. So, hey, you know what? Truth is revealed to us through the scripture and we can know the truth when the Holy Spirit enlightens our mind to the word of God. Um, I, I mean, I'm not against saying there's an experience when you come to know God. Yep. I think that I don't want to get so stoic about it that we're, we're saying there's zero emotion and zero affection because we know that uh, God gives us emotion for him and the religious affections that Jonathan Edwards talks about. But I think that the, the point of salvation is not based, though, on an experience. It's based on knowing the gospel. And the gospel is this. God is a holy God. And he is the creator God. And I'm talking about the God of the Bible. And yet you and I are sinners. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so God's holy, we're sinners, and Christ came as that perfect sacrifice. And both from his active obedience and his passive obedience, just who Christ is, when he died on the cross— he uh, became the substitute of anyone who would repent and believe in him. So what I'm saying is that being a born again is understanding that, mm. knowing that, having that, but that can only be revealed to you. A lot of people have heard, you know, the word of God preached, or they grew up in church, or they've heard John 3.16, they could even quote it to you. Mm. So there's a difference between just having that head knowledge and what the Spirit of God does is through his word, he opens up our heart and he allows us to see the error of our ways, the sinfulness of our heart, and he grants us repentance. It's a gift of God where he allows us to see the beauty of salvation and the beauty of the gospel. And when we see that, he, he's, he's, he, he just, he, that's when he saves us. You know, in that moment of time, mm -hmm. there's a, a, a point in time where he 
uh, takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and places you into the kingdom of light. We're talking about the doctrine of regeneration. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we talk about all this stuff. You guys would be encouraged with Kanye. I mean, this is what I wanted to talk to him about it. You know, when he, he, I'm sure you got more questions and maybe you want to lead into that, but basically he started visiting our church back in mid May. And after he had visited two or three times, uh, he, he stands at the back of the church. He wants to talk to the pastor. And so I'm like, Hey man, my name's Adam. What's your name? <laughs> he's, like, he's like my name's kanye i'm like hey bro it's great to meet you i heard that you've been visiting some i haven't seen you i'm glad that you hung out today so we could talk he said pastor i gotta I got talk to you for a minute i'm like yeah man what's up he said about five weeks ago i got radically saved mm. and i'm like hey man what does that mean what do you mean you got radically saved and he just started telling me a little bit of his testimony and you know it oh. basically went something like he was raised knowing that that God existed. He was told about Christ, that his dad was a Christian counselor, that he had been in mm. church, and uh, then he'd been running from God, you know, and he made it big in the industry and as an African-American rapper and just uh, all the popularity and all the fame. He just started chasing all the things of this world. But he said that it basically he just um, felt so uh, a weight of sin and the guilt of sin brought him down low. And he would say, you know, the devil basically just brought him to a place where he just felt like he was in bondage to his sin. Mm. And so he said, I got delivered. You know, so when you hear stuff like that, you want to verify that. So I'm like, hey, man, I'd like to talk to you. What, what do you mean about that? And so he had to go. He said, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to go do Sunday service that Sunday afternoon in Calabasas, which is a suburb of L.A. At the time, they were doing a Sunday service just for uh, his family and some close friends. And I didn't really even know what he was talking about. Mm. Uh, but we scheduled an appointment. And so a couple of weeks later, he came in for like three hours. And so uh, at that particular meeting is when I had a little bit better confidence and at least seeing God at work in him as I just talked about all these doctrines we're talking about right now. Right. You know, just, just open up the Bible to the Roman road and open it up to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 and John 14, 6 and John 3, 16 and just talk about it verse by verse and explain it and talk about it. What do you think, Kanye? Is this what you're saying? What do you believe this verse means? Do you see this truth? Do you understand what, what the Bible teaches about this? And he's like, bro, why are you going through all this? I told you. I don't <laughs> wow. He was ready to move on to issues of sanctification. In yeah. his mind, it was a done deal. He, he, he seemed to just have a pretty good uh, beat on soteriology and pretty confident that it's all Christ, that he's born again, he's forgiven of his sin, he, he, you know, and he wants to walk with Jesus. Hey, Adam. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you for being faithful, man. You're welcome. That's great. What, I mean, what are you supposed to do, right? That's all. That's all we do with anybody. When somebody comes to yeah, our church, I don't know for counseling. But Adam, I, yeah, I'm like I treat any other person. You told me you got saved. You tell me what you mean. Right. Let's sit down and talk about it. And when somebody wants to talk about God, I got all day. Yeah, I know. Talk, have a talk about salvation and sanctification. Sanctification. I got all day. The Praise problem God. is, as the pastor, so many times people don't want to talk about spiritual things. They want to talk about issues. And they want to talk about this and that and what this person did and that person did. He just wanted to talk about God and his word. So I'm, I'm game for that. Man, all that's day. good. What I mean, Adam, is, you, I mean, there, there are so many men, and I know you don't want any praise, so I don't accept, accept this as that. But there's so many men that in that position would have probably yielded to the celebrity and to the status mm -hmm. and to that, you know, sort of be starstruck. Yeah. But you, you, kept your, you have kept your focus on Christ. And so I'm greatly 
encouraged as a fellow minister of the gospel that that is how you've approached this, is that you haven't allowed that to be a distraction. You have pointed them to Christ and to the gospel and to the necessary and, and sometimes hard truths of, of Scripture. And so uh, you might have something you want to ask him about us, but I want to just say yeah, one thing. When, uh, um, Adam, when uh, pa- the pastors and our team were, were leaving from during our ministry out in Salt Lake City, we had heard that you, this thing was thrown together at yeah. Salt Lake City. We we're like, wait, they're, they're coming to Salt Lake? Three blocks from us. Three blocks from us. So what was really cool, Adam, was at the, just the timing of this, the moment that we had left, uh, we're driving past where you guys were. I don't know if you know this or not, but it was your voice. We had our windows down. Your voice was traveling throughout yeah. all of Salt Lake City downtown. So like, you, we passed by right at the moment when you were up, when you were up preaching the gospel. Yeah. And it was going throughout all the streets of Salt Lake City. And I got to tell you how just blessed I was to, we couldn't find a parking spot or get in, but yeah. how blessed I was to, to hear the gospel being preached out of a Kanye West concert <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Yeah, of all places. Three blocks from the temple. Yeah. It was awesome. It was it, awesome. It was, it was a wonderful day, a day I'll never forget, and a day that I praise uh, the Lord for the opportunity to just preach John 3.16, you know, and just to declare that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And we know that that truth of that verse changes lives and it changes hearts. And we're just praying that it still has an impact on those who came. Because I'll be honest with you, the crowd being in the middle of the crowd, like they're there to see Kanye. Right. I mean, right. Let's be honest. There's right. a bunch of ex-Mormons is what it felt like, who were the rebels who, who wanted to come see a celebrity. Mm. So when I got up, I wouldn't say that everybody was like, oh, wow, this nice white preacher seems to be, you know, uh, have something important to say. I mean, it was a little bit like everybody just started doing their own thing. And I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to preach the gospel and trust that it's, it's not me. It's not Kanye. It's not the music. It's not the choir. It's the word of God that changes hearts mm. and changes lives. And that's where you know what a preacher's made out of. Is he going to try to acquiesce and just kind of please the crowd? Or is he going to declare the truth? And the man of God that the Bible talks about in 2 Timothy 3.16 is equipped for every good work. And those are the times that you dream about as a pastor, that you have an opportunity just to declare the gospel, whether it's in a room of a hundred of, of half believers, unbelievers, or a thousand, or I think they said that day there was anywhere from seven to 10,000 people there. Mm. And so we just give all glory to God. Hey, Luke. Yes. I like this man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. Hey, I bet there was an extreme contrast between uh, that crowd in Salt Lake City and the one you spoke to in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, a little different. <laughs> yeah, a little different. Um, I was for real though. I was gonna say, I, I, I know you've done a lot of interviews on this, and uh, I'm sure you're starting to feel like Kanye's like Christian spokesperson here. Um, but I haven't heard anybody ask you this question. Would you say that Kanye is holding to the doctrines of grace? I don't think that uh, he would know what those are at this moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, we talk about like more of the solas mm-hmm. than the reformed doctrines of grace than tula. So I have not spelled out tulip for him, you know, and just walk him through that. I mean, I'll say things here and there like, hey, man, God shows you, you know, so it's just kind of being faithful to Scripture and not just tackling that right away. I I don't know how he would respond. I'm not against doing that. I'm sure at some point we're going to have to get into that. And, you know, I have to act like it's a a burden. It's a joy to talk about those doctrines with anybody because I believe they're biblical and they free us into seeing the beauty of God's sovereign grace. So I have no shame on it, but we just haven't gotten to that particular topic because we've just talked so much about 
sanctification, and we've talked so much about philosophy of ministry of mm. what is the Sunday service. Uh, what can God? What, how does you know? What is this album? Jesus is King. Mm. What are what are what, what is what does He want to do for God? Mm. You know, I mean, I, He told me one time He told me that He wasn't going to rap. I said, Why not? He said, Well, that's the devil's music. And I said, hey, man, rap yeah. is a genre. That's right. You can rap for God. Yeah. I think he was already thinking about it a little bit, but I just definitely said, hey, bro, I think you need to use your talents that God's given you yeah. and use that platform for God. I am rap. so glad you said that. Man, yeah, I'm glad you so said that. I think he was already thinking about it. I'm not going to take any credit for that, but I definitely was pushing him hard in that direction. I mean, in fact, I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, have you heard of Lecrae? Yeah. He's like, nope. You heard of Flame? Nope. Tadashi? Nope. Triple E? Nope. Seven? He didn't hear any of those guys. No. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's heard of them now. I, I yeah. was going to connect them with some of those guys, but he kind of likes doing his own thing, man. He's like, he's like, you know, he just does what he does. And mm -hmm. all I'm trying to do is help him be rooted and grounded in For God's sure. word. Nice. Yeah. So I guess that bring a question, uh, Adam. How, how'd you meet him? And we're talking about how, how you're, you're working on discipleship. You're speaking truth yeah. into his life. How do you? How in the world does a does a guy from California from Master Seminary meet Kanye West? Like, how's that all come together? Hey, bro, you just be faithful. You know, I'm a nobody. I'm a jar of clay. I'm an earthen vessel. Jesus is the treasure. So I just preach the word, shepherd the flock. That's what God's called us to do. Mm. So we had a new member interview of this young couple joining our church, and the young lady said that she had worked for Kim Kardashian as a nanny. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Sounds interesting. What was that like? And she told me a little bit about it. And then the young man said that he worked for Adidas and for a skate line of shoe mm. that also was through Yeezy, mm. which is the shoe company. And so he says he interacts with Kanye. And I, I didn't know who Kanye was, you know. So I was like, so that they're married, and that's this is the husband, this is the wife, this is what he does, what she does. And so I'm like, hey, that's super cool. You know, we, we're, I live in L.A., so a lot of people have worked with different celebrities in their occupation or whatever. So they join our church, the, this young couple. They start coming to our small group, and then he starts telling me, listen, man, Kanye's starting to ask me a lot of questions about God. And I'm like, well, you should answer them from the Bible. <laughs> right. you know, and he's like, I do, but sometimes he asks questions I can't answer. You know, he's like, can we just pray for him? And then one of the guys in our small group said, hey, you should invite him to church. And then we thought that was kind of funny. You know, we're like, yeah, man, you should invite him to church, you know, <laughs> and next Sunday he shows up. <laughs> so he, came, he slipped in, slipped out. I didn't even know he was there, you know, did it again the next week. That's when I knew God was working in his heart. Nobody comes to our church twice unless they want to hear the word of God. Right. So when he showed up the second time, I'm okay. Like maybe God's working in this man's heart. And then it was on the third visit where he hung out afterwards. Instead of coming in and leaving, he hung out. And that's when we started that conversation. Oh, man. What a blessing. Man. So um, he has a profession of faith. He's talking about Christ and salvation, that he's saved. Um, we know that we have the, the, the benefit and the gift of, of God putting into his life a man who knows God, knows his word, knows the gospel, um, what's, what's, what's happening now? I mean, he's, he's obviously going across the country and he's doing these concerts. He's praising, he's praising God. He's, he's pointing people to Christ. He's having you come to preach the gospel at these, at these events at times. And people are getting a clear communicated com communication of the gospel at a Kanye concert, yeah. um, which is yeah. incredible to even say that sort of a thing. But what's, what's happening now right now with you and him? Where's he, where's he at? What's going on? Sure. Yeah. I mean, basically, I, I've been uh, leading a Bible study on on uh, once a week with him, and uh, we were doing that in L.A. for a while. Then he up and moved to Cody, Wyoming, 
So we continued that uh, in Cody, and then it was on one night when we were after a Bible study, we're talking late, we're actually listening to the album, Jesus is King, tweaking some of the lyrics, talking about how to make it more clear about the gospel. He just really wants to get that right, and I just love that about him. He just really wants to make sure that every song uh, points people to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I can't promise you that when you get the album and hear it, you'll be able to hear it you know, hear it all as clearly, but from what I can tell and from listening to it multiple times, I'm really encouraged by it, especially for a first album of a new convert. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, basically, he he just said, hey, would you come preach in Detroit? So I, I had never thought about preaching in a Sunday service. I had never been to a Sunday service. So we did Detroit, and then that same weekend, we did New York, and then the next week, we did Salt Lake City. And uh, so, you know, we're like, what in the world is going on? And then he said, hey, you know what, I'm going to change up the pastors a little bit. So at the last one he did at Howard University in D.C., I wasn't there for that. I think he shared a little bit. I think there was a couple of guys who gave a testimony who had recently got out of prison. Uh, I don't even know where he's going this weekend. So he literally decides, like on Wednesday or Thursday, so today or tomorrow, where he's going to be on Saturday. Wow. Um, that was one of the things I did try to work with him about is doing it on Sunday. And I said, hey, if you want me to be involved, we got to move it to Saturday. And he's like, why is that? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be in my pulpit on Sunday. And you need to be in church on Sunday. So we got to find you a good local church because he had been visiting our church pretty regularly over the summer. But now that he's up in Cody, uh, you know, I'm not sure. We visited one church with him during the week and talked to some of the people there. I know that he wants to get involved in a church, but I know it's also challenging because of the travel schedule. Of course. Well, that answers actually one of the questions I was going to give to you. People are going to ask the question just because they're they're leery. Well, you know what what is he doing? Is he is he holding worship services? Is he mm-hmm. is he saying he's a pastor? He's is a Sunday service? And I think you've you've answered that question in terms of how you're pouring into his life. Uh, and to speaking, give a little clarity. I mean, we did tell him that Sunday service is not a church. That a church requires an elder team and standing on a uh, on, on the gospel and practicing the ordinances and possibly even church discipline. So, you know, I just told him, I said, hey, man, think of it as a concert. Think of it as a testimony. Think of it as a crusade. Think mm-hmm. of it as an evangelistic event. Think of it as a worship event. And you share your testimony. Somebody maybe preaches the gospel. Uh, so at this point, I think that it's just kind of like, um, you know, taking on the feel of a crusade. But, you know, it just keeps changing because, um, you know, Kanye um, is creative and he doesn't stay in the same space for a long time. So, you know, I, I wish I could just say every single time it's going to be the same, but I, I, don't, I don't even know. And I, honestly, if you were going to ask him, I think he'd say, we'll have to find out, won't we? You know, that's right. There's, there's a moment in the scriptures where the Apostle Paul uh, comes. This, it, this, this, it must be tough in certain yeah. situations. I'm not making comparison to the Apostle Paul, ultimately, but situation where you have a person who is one direction behaving a certain way, this sort of like when they come into the Christian communion and fellowship, right. people are like, uh, I don't buy it and uh, I don't believe you and stay back. And so Paul even has to have somebody sort of come alongside and go, no, he's cool. Trust me, I'm working with them. Right, kind of a right. thing. So yeah. th- and that kind of gets to this point I wanted to talk to you about, brother. Um, and that is I've been praying for Kanye a lot, actually. Uh, my wife and I have been. We, we actually all have been. I've been praying for him and praying for you, too, as, as you minister to him. And I've been thinking... One of the one of the hardest things about this for Kanye, as someone who's professing faith mm-hmm. in Jesus, who who is hearing the gospel, you know, and, and is professing faith in Jesus, the gospel, it's got to be hard because none of us have experienced this. Let's be honest. 
to have your beginning, the beginning of your sanctification to be under constant watch right. with cameras Public, on, yeah. constant criticism. Like, I didn't have to deal with that. Mm. You know, I, I didn't have cameras on me. I, mm. You know, no, I'm not famous. And, and so all of the bumps and bruises and all those were all the really bad theology that I actually had to come out of by God's grace. Like, no one had to see that right. except my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but um i like can you talk that adam i like i really like sort of like in like in a moment of i uh, hopefully christian intimacy here for us for the people of god he's this is gonna be tough for him to have your sanctification sort of live on stream yeah. like how can uh, we be praying about that what 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 about that i i think that uh we just got to pray that god would help him um know god through scripture to love god and serve god with everything that he does um, you know, I, I think that he, like I said, he's really strong on soteriology. So everything else is like, what about all the voices around him? I'm not mm. the only Christian around him. He's got a lot of good people around him and he's got some people around him that maybe, you know, we would have a lot of differences with some of their theology. And so I'm just praying that the Lord would continue to use the scripture to be the authority in his life. And he seems to have a real respect for God's word. And so that's why when we're together, I'm just trying to speak from the scripture, whether I'm teaching a Bible study or where he asked me a question about an issue, you know, I just say, Hey, you know what the scripture says? And then in light of that, this is what I think about that issue. You know, so I just think we need to be patient. You know, it's a, it's in process. Uh, sanctification doesn't happen overnight. Theology doesn't happen overnight. Philosophy of ministry doesn't happen overnight. Definitely a little bit different than how you or I might do things or how we might run our church. Um, you know, I mean, that's real important to me that he get grounded in a church. So we continue to talk about that a lot. You know, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. You know, I can't vouch for the fact that that everything's going to happen perfectly and we're all going to always be as excited as we are right now. Yeah. You know, but I but I do know that I think his heart is in the right place. And I think that this simple new faith that is beautiful and passionate and zealous is exciting to watch. And I think that we can all celebrate that transformation and that desire, even though there may be times you're going to see something or read something and be like, what was that? Like, why would he do that? You know, and that's where we need to be patient and say, you know what? As long as he's in faith and Christ is preached, Philippians 1, I can rejoice in that, in the gospel going forth. And I just think that we all need to be supportive and encouraging, you know, because he does get a lot of pushback and he does yeah. get a lot of criticism. And he does get a lot of people saying, yeah, right. Yeah, right. We'll see. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of like even, you know, when a young kid comes to faith, you know, in one sense that you got to talk about how that, you know, we don't want to say, well, when you have enough fruit, then I'll really know you're a Christian. Because then what you're teaching that kid is it's all about, you know, fruit and it's not about faith. And yet at the same time, uh, somebody who has faith will bear fruit that will be, you know, commiserate with repentance. And so it's just a fine line of not looking for works to affirm salvation. And yet we want to see genuine fruit that would point us back to a, a, a transformed heart. That's great. Amen. So I, can I, I'm going to just illustrate here, Adam, and I'm going to keep you, keep you for too much longer, but I want to illustrate here why I think why I'm hopeful here and why we're even doing a show on it and uh, talking to you about it. Somebody might say like, well, why are we so concerned about Kanye? Like what's, what's the big deal? He's just a person just like any of the rest of us. I think we're, we're all saying, amen. There's no superstars in Jesus eyes. Like, mm. Right. And, and I think you're seeing how pastor Adam ha has handled even the first contact with him is, is treating like him, like a person who needs Jesus. Right. And uh, what's your name again? Kind of thing, right. you know, and, and uh, that there's no superstar status is going to get you right with Jesus. And so, you know what, so what's the big deal about the Kanye? Can I just speak frankly and just trans with, with transparency here? 
we're constantly looking for at Apologia Studios, Dr. James White, uh, one of our pastors, we're constantly looking for opportunities to bring the word of God to bear against the culture, mm-hmm. to bring the gospel into every possible corner we can. Uh, we're, we're throwing ourselves on opportunities wherever there might be even difficult moments for us to do it. We're, we're trying to find openings to bring the light of the gospel into a very dark world. And there's times where like, we'll hit the street and we're like, hey, there, there's an opportunity to preach the gospel to five people over here. I'm doing it. And uh, why, would, why are we concerned about this? Can I just, again, be honest? I am grateful to God for it because here you have a person that can be a voice for the Lord Jesus sure. and the gospel in a dark culture. And uh, I'm hopeful about that. Yeah. And somebody might say, well, I'm leery about that. I say, well, I'm, I'm going to be hopeful for that, that here's a person who has an opportunity to bring the gospel into maybe more places that I could never do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, if we go to Detroit right now and you say, hey, guys, uh, Jeff Urban's going to hold a, you know, a, a, a crusade or, or concert, like we're going to crickets, like two, are there crickets in Detroit? Um, two people. Now. Yeah, now. Right now. Yeah, two people show up, but this is an opportunity for someone to, to preach yeah. the gospel to lots of people who maybe have never yeah. had the opportunity to hear it, and that's why I care. Yeah. I was going to say, too, I think what's most encouraging to me about this is just that it's a reminder along the same line of what you're saying is that no one's beyond God's grace. Yeah. And I think as Christians, we, you know, we look at celebrities and famous people and we just like, we think in our minds, like, there's no way God would save that guy, you know? And, uh, it's like, no, God's going to save who he wants to save, who's, who he's preordained to save and he's going to use for his glory. And so it's just a reminder, like you're saying for, if we have as Christians opportunities to share the gospel with somebody, it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. You know, we should be praying for celebrities. We should be praying for the president, whoever, but the famous people, we should be praying for them, asking God to save them. Um, yeah. And I mean, if, without getting too post-millennial here, <laughs> it just makes sense. Right. Cause eventually everyone's going to come <laughs> eventually the whole, the whole world's going to bow before Christ anyway. Yeah. So like, why can't it be Kanye? Yeah, that's right. They would, they would start an eschatology debate with a graduate of master seminary <laughs> right here. Let's do it. Um, so uh, one of the things that's neat about what you're saying is just his burden for his family. So we've been praying by yeah. name for uh, his wife and her sisters and his mother-in-law. So it's just kind of neat to see his burden, to see all of them come to know Christ like he has. Mm. So I would just say, man, just keep praying for that, because that's an interesting situation where here Mm. he is as a born again Christian, um, you know, with so much going on, not only with the the Jesus is King album and these Sunday services and moving to Cody, Wyoming, but he's married. He's got four kids. Uh, man, we're just praying for them every day that God would do a special work of grace uh, throughout his entire family. Well, that's, I guess, let's, let's maybe end it there, uh, Pastor Adam. How can we all be caring for and loving and praying for Kanye? I mean, you kind of already illustrated it, but like, what are specifics we can put up before the Lord together as, as God's people? Yeah. I mean, as we've already said, I just think we pray that he would be rooted and grounded in the scripture, that he would listen to those who would point him back to God's word, that we would be patient with him. I mean, I guarantee you, you're going to see things in the headlines or you may see other things that he even says. And you might be like, well, that's not right. And I would just say, give him patience, give him time. You know, one of the things people have been saying is, well, why is, you know, why don't you tell him he needs to sit down and and uh, take three years to learn, and then he can be a public voice. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not really his pastor. He's not a member of our church. Right, right. He's visited our church four or five times, six or seven times maybe. Uh, second of all, he's already in the limelight. 
So it's not like all of a sudden he's jumping out there doing something he hasn't done his whole life. He's just being who he is his whole life. He's just now Kanye with Jesus in mm-hmm. his heart. So I just think we got to just pray, pray, pray that God would just help him have the wisdom to know what to say, how to say it. And that we would just be patient with him. I mean, the other fun thing about it is all the people around him. You know, it's like he gets the ear of whoever he wants to get the ear of. And he's pretty bold. We were just talking. I was just with him recently. And we were just talking about different celebrities that he's praying for, that he's going to talk to, that he wants to share the gospel with. You know, and I'm just like, man, that's so awesome, dude. Go for it. You know, just encouraging him to go for it. But, you know, and then just letting him know, hey, they're not going to all love you for it. You know, if everybody loves Kanye, they're not going to love. Christ in Kanye. They're just not. So you have to prepare for Jesus says, you know, if they hated me, uh, John 15, they're going to hate you. And you got to just prepare for that. At some point, your celebrity status is going to be on the decline. You know what I mean? As far as the world's view. And to be okay with that, because it's not about those things. It's not about world fame. It's not about having the top Grammy. You know, it's about it's about sharing Christ with the world. And you're going to pay the price for that. So you got to get ready for that. We just got to pray that as those things kind of settle in and he realizes, you know, that that's going to be something that we all face as Christians, that, that he would be still unashamed and count it as a joy to suffer for Christ. Okay. There you go. So we'll be right back guys. Stay with us with Apologia radio gospel heard around the world. Pretty awesome stuff. That's way awesome. All right, guys, make sure you guys share, like, subscribe, do all the stuff guys. Go check out that uh, debate. We talked about it's on the channel here. Apologia studios be in prayer significant prayer for pastor adam what an amazing man of god pray for kanye pray for his family pray for all these things and just pray for the opportunities that can arise for the good news of the kingdom Uh, pray for all of those great moments where the light of the gospel can be brought in because of these spectacular Mm -hmm. divine opportunities Mm. and uh, i'll be right back guys stay with us right here on apologia radio All right, everybody, welcome back to Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world. Go to ApologiaStudios.com, everybody. ApologiaStudios.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios.com. You can go to ApologiaStudios.com, sign up for all access. When you sign up for all access, you partner with us in this ministry, being the gospel around the world. You can also get all of the exclusive additional content. You get every radio show we've done, TV show, after show. You also get Apologia Academy, where you can learn about defending the Christian faith, the history of the Christian faith, all kinds of stuff at Apology Academy. Dr. James White, we got some stuff with us on there. Uh, with, there's a whole slew of, of teachers. I don't slew. Know, a lot of them. Andrew Sandlin, Dr. Joe Boot, Cy Ten Bruggenkate. You guys has got a new one right now that's going up. Yep. You guys can go to apologiastudios.com, sign up. And just to point out everybody, next week... October 24th to 26th is ReformCon right yeah, here yeah. in Arizona. Yes. Uh, ReformCon, you guys can get tickets at reformcon.org. If you guys uh, haven't got your tickets yet, you're in California, especially Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, whatever. You can make it here quickly. Come on over. Come on over. ReformCon.org. Get your tickets, guys. Limited space, so you do need to get your tickets. Uh, the space we have um, doesn't have a, it doesn't have convention or it doesn't have Kanye West seating. Let's put it that way. <laughs> It, it doesn't. Um, so you need your tickets, reformcon.org. Here's how it's going to work. Uh, 24th, 25th is ReformCon official. We've got Dr. Joe Boot. We've got Andrew Sandlin. We've got um, Dr. James White. We've got the Cross-Politic guys. We've got Sheologians, Apologia Radio. I'm teaching, you're teaching. We've got Rusty Thomas. 
Zachary Conover. We got the End Abortion Now conference happening on the 26th. Uh, so, uh, End Abortion Now conference is a free conference. You do yes. need tickets, though. You do need tickets for that, guys. So, reformcon.org. And I want to let everybody know about something very special happening at ReformCon. This is exclusively for those who have tickets to ReformCon. This will not be on the End Abortion Now day. It's right. ReformCon exactly. uh, the 25th, which is next Friday. And that is the exclusive premiere, the red carpet, of Babies Are Still Murdered Here, Babies yes. Are Murdered Here, Part 2. And uh, but for so those of you guys who are watching right now, you're like, who are you guys? I was here for Kanye West. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you should know uh, Apologia um, years ago got involved in bringing the gospel to the abortion mills, to bring the gospel to the abortion mills, to... To, to bring the offer of salvation and hope and to also save lives. And as a result of, from beginning to where we are now, right. thousands and thousands and thousands of children have been saved from death. Uh, you can hold these children in your arms today. They're running around today, out of diapers even today, uh, because of the work that God has done by His grace through that ministry. And you should know that one of the reasons that Apologia Church became so invested in this ministry was as a result of, I mean, there were really uh, two ramps that got us to it. One was a sister in Christ I saw saving lives outside the abortion mill. We interviewed her on Apologia Radio many years ago, and as a result of hearing about her save about 360 babies that year, right. Apologia Church became very, very convicted and challenged to do the, to do the same work, to bring the gospel to the abortion mill. So as that was underway, at the same time, we were becoming very close to Marcus Pittman, the man sitting to my left, and um, his amazing work that he was doing. But we got acquainted with him and actually got to get a, pre a, a, um, a secret little premiere of the film that he was working on, and it was Babies Are Murdered Here. And I've told the story a lot, but for those of you guys that are new, I'll let you know how it affected me as a pastor. Um, it, Marcus sent it to me, and I dropped my kids off for their co-op, and I was sitting in my car outside their co-op, I was watching Babies Are Murdered here on my phone, and I remember just in my car weeping, weeping over that film, and uh, particularly, it got me twice now, Rusty Thomas. Um, that jerk. Both ways. Um, uh, so, I've, 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 both times. <laughs> both times. So, so we... He's we, a lot more mellow this time, though. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is, for sure. But um, so, so just to let you know, kind of get you ready for the film itself and how we got to where we are today. So we became heavily invested in bringing the gospel to abortion mills. And then as a result of that, many people started also getting involved. And there was a moment, you're going to hear about this and babies are still murdered here. Actually, the story is actually in there. Um, we interviewed one of the leaders of the pro-life movement globally. And uh, he was actually blocking a bill that would have uh, banned, criminalized, abolished abortion in Oklahoma. So we discovered it was the pro-life movement, ultimately, that was um, keeping abortion right. alive. And uh, we got an interview with him, discovered that the pro-life... It was Tony Lawringer. Tony Lawringer. And we discovered the pro-life movement, we knew this, but this became amplified that they're actually fighting against abortion ending. Um, and proud of it. And proud of it. Yeah, happy, yeah. It, wasn't like, it wasn't like they're just like hiding it in the background. Happy to do it. And yeah. so we did that interview. <laughs> you can go see that interview, guys. Just look up Tony Lawringer and Apologia Radio. You'll see it. Um, and uh, we, I remember while I'm sitting at the desk on the phone with Tony Lowinger doing this interview, y you can see the interview. Just know if you watch that, somewhere in the middle of the interview, I think you'll probably discover where, um, Marcus and Luke were in the back, sort of like tearing their hair out. 
And I think Marcus or Luke was already on the computer purchasing the domain name End Abortion Now. <laughs> it was it was like this. I was like, hey, I wonder if End Abortion Now is available. We're like, nah. <laughs> no and he way. looks up, he's like, it's available. I was like, shut up. He's like, click, bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he purchased the domain name End Abortion Now. And End Abortion Now, the ministry of Apology at Church, was born out of all of that. And we knew that we needed to now really become a platform for the gospel and local church-focused um, ministry to end abortion at the abortion mills to save lives and in the legislature. And so End Abortion Now was born out of that. Over 430-some-odd churches right now locally and globally are now connected with End Abortion Now. It is to bring the gospel into conflict with abortion. Thousands of lives have been saved. You can get started with your local church at endabortionnow.com. And with all that said, Babies Are Still Murdered Here is finished. It's premiering at ReformCon that Friday the 25th. And then it's going to officially drop on Reformation Day. Yeah. Very symbolic move. Yes. Yes. Okay. Marcus <laughs> and Pittman. appropriate for the film, too. That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's talk, Marcus. Marcus, tell us what's going on. Everyone who knows Apologia knows you, but uh, let's tell everyone what's happening. Yeah. So we started in January. We started filming Babies Babies Are Still Murdered Here after uh, it was uh, Zach Morgan was started going to the city councils. Yeah. And that was I was like, man, like that is a great story. I wonder what'll come out of this. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was pretty, pretty early. I think like November, October, November, and December started to see that it was getting traction and it was making a difference. And so I was like, well, this is the natural sequel to babies are murdered here. Right. And, uh, and, uh, didn't really know anything other than that. Just like, Hey, speaking at city councils, are important and uh and and then so we got together and we decided to do babies are still murdered here and then pretty much from january through june or july i was just traveling maybe once or twice a month maybe uh just going to different things that were happening like it was me as soon as we said we're gonna make this movie just everything just started started to blow up all over the country there was just always like there are so many things that happened this year like we 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 didn't. I couldn't travel and film everything. Uh, there was a lot more stuff that I wasn't able to make it to. Um, but thanks to YouTube and 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 stuff, we were still able to put those in the sort of Texas, for example. What happened in Texas mm-hmm. is huge. And so just all these different, all these different things. Um, it was just. It was amazing because we didn't have a like. There wasn't a. It, well, this was a, It was the same way the first movie happened. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a plan. It was just like. Hey, let's make a. Initially, it was hey, let's make a movie about people who go outside to the abortion clinics, mm-hmm. and then as a result of the trailer, and that sign right there. Yep, that's the actual, that's the actual original sign. Yep, people started making their own, and the the trailer, the the story was made at you know live almost as it was happening, and so this is the same way. Like we didn't know what was going to happen this year. Um, you know, everything that happened with uh, the city councils, John Speed going before the city councils, and then and then also the footage that we had from two or three years ago of the National yeah. Right to Life Convention. That you had which, forgotten about. Well, we used it, and nobody really paid any attention no to it. No one paid attention. So we were just like, well, what, you know, whatever. And then when I started editing the film, it was just missing. It was like it was like this. It's just 
this film is just missing something because it had all the different scenes. Like I had John Barrows and I had, um, you know, Les Riley and George Grant and like all these amazing people. They were just doing interviews and then, you know, we had some of the scenes, but it was just like kind of like, so what? Mm-hmm. Like all the things that were happening didn't have like a real reason to happen. Right. And then I went back and I watched that National Right to Life. Actually, actually uh, yeah. So, yeah, had the National Right to Life footage. I thought, this is funny, I thought it was on a drive that crashed. But I put in like a portable drive that I had. And it was the actual portable drive I took there. Yeah. <laughs> so all the footage was still on it. And I was like, holy cow. And so I started watching it. And I was like, this is the entire film. Yeah. It was what these people are saying gives a reason to why everybody's going well, out okay, to the city. Well, explain that because people are going to need to hear why. Yeah. Why, so, Marcus, so, why Marcus with those interviews is so important. What did yeah. they say? So when we went to the National Right to Life Convention, me and Zach Conover went, uh, Zach is director of an abortion Yeah, now? director of communications. Yeah so, so yeah, so me and him went to the National Right to Life Convention. We spent three days there and it was just, just a lot of fluff. Like, you know, this yeah. is a massive political lobby, brings in millions of dollars every year. Um, and just, they're just a bunch of fluff. Like they're talking about, you know, uh, one of the, one of the chilling things that happened at that conference was, you know, when they said, uh, uh, guys, everyone, this is the first year that there's been less than a million abortion, uh, or yeah, less than a million babies have died. Uh, via abortion this year or some some number like that and we were and everybody just clapped and cheered and we're like less than a million <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a lot and that doesn't even include a cool obviously that doesn't even even include like are you 486 in the morning right. after pills right that was just you know they're saying our regulations mm-hmm. have stopped this um this thing. I remember we were there and this guy was talking about how abortion numbers are declining because we're educating people more and we're doing this. And I raised my hand and I said, yeah, well, do you think abortion numbers are declining because uh, regulations cause people to go to a more easily accessible form of, you know, just like taxicab regulations cause people to go to Ubers? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's just like happening with RU46 and abortion hospital regulations? Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, no, I don't even think that. Uh, and then like right beside us was David Delighton. And afterwards he comes up to me, he goes, I have to really think about that question. That's a yeah. good question. David Delighton is the guy who did the undercover yeah. videos. Of um, selling baby ex- parts. Selling baby parts. Yeah. 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 So, so. So all this stuff happened, but in the midst of it, they actually gave us press access and we got to interview the president of National Right to Life, Carol Tobias. Largest pro-life organization this is, on the planet. Yeah, this is the top one. And then we got to interview, um, um, I can't think of her name, but she's uh, the director Another of- Another heavy hitter. Yeah, American, just, victims, America, American Victims of Abortions. She yeah, t- she yeah refers, Olivia Gons Turner. She yeah. refers yeah. to abor- her own abortion as her abortion experience. Right. Yeah, it's her abortion experience. She was a victim. Like the, her organization is called American Victims of Abortion. She's a victim. Even her her boyfriend at the time, she mentions her boyfriend at the time, was not a victim. He was thought that this is the manly thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody, they're just talking about this. Oh, he, no. You know, he, he, she talked about like he was a victim. 
yeah, as well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah, a victim. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not, you know, responsible for right. pressuring her. Right, right. Right. So like nobody's, a, you know, nobody is guilty in this thing. Not nobody. And they're just talking about this. And then, you know, we ask them about the gospel and they're like, oh yeah, we don't preach the gospel. You know, it's a, you know, there's a lot of Christians in our movement, but we want to broaden that. We make not, a, we make a scientific argument, not a exactly. Christian one. Yeah, there's clips of Ben Shapiro saying the same thing, but this is not a Christian movement. This is a basic human thing. Right. And human so, rights. and it was just amazing, like how proud they are of this, you know. And then, so then you go to the National Right to Life, and you know, we ask people. Uh, sorry, at the March for Life, we're asking me and John Sweeter asking people, well, how do I, how are we going to end abortion? And they're like, well, you got to get another Supreme Court justice. You got to get a Supreme Court justice. Well, in 1992, with uh, Casey, um, ver- Casey versus Planned Parenthood, the Supreme. And I like, I didn't believe this because Les says it. Les Riley in the film, he says mm-hmm. the amount there were eight. It was eight to one. Um, conservative Republican established Supreme Court. That's the majority we had, eight to one. Mm-hmm. And I went back and just had to double check it. So Wikipedia, all who put every Supreme Court justice in. And then I was like, oh, it really was eight to one. So eight to one Supreme Court justices, uh, they voted against Casey versus Planned Parenthood. So they shot it down. Um, and in so doing, uh, the, one of the ones that was in favor was the liberal appointed judge. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so the Supreme Court, if, if, if you can't win it with an eight to one, mm-hmm. you're not going to win it with a nine to zero. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, so their strategy is ineffective and it's not Christian. And the point you're making in the film is, is very, I think, very clear. I want to tell you guys all right now, it's not just because it's, a, it's, a, it's an association with Apologia Studios and Abortion Now. Mm-hmm. We love Marcus and he's a member of our church. I believe with all my heart that this film has done supremely well. The message is very, very clear. And I do believe, like Babies Are Murdered Here, the first film, Babies Are, Mur- Babies Are Still Murdered Here, I believe can be used very, very effectively yeah. as the catalyst for the next part of this movement. Yeah, it's, it, it, it emphasizes the importance for Christians to be involved in the political process, mm. but also for the gospel to be the standard of that. Because I think you're going to see that breakdown. Yep. And and you know, there's a lot. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they're they're doing these bills because they think, you know, at least it'll save some lives. And I would argue that that's not why they're doing those bills. And and so there's so much like there just wasn't enough. The the, the movie's an hour and forty minutes as it is. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't enough. But there is tons of documentation. Well, the, well, the strangest thing to me was is is that the national right to life was funded for several years by the GOP mm-hmm. like that's a fact it's it's out there you can look at the documents you can you can see it there now why, usually lobbies fund the politicians so the lobbyists say well look if you get my bill into office I'll fund your reelection campaign right like that's usually how lobbyists work but here we have the reverse that says the GOP is saying, we need you to endorse certain candidates. So we're going to fund you mm-hmm. because the abortion vote is, people are so committed to that vote. The pro-life vote is so huge. Right. So yeah. then they say, uh, I, I believe it was uh, Bop, is his, Jim yeah. Bop? Yes. Uh, Bop is the, the chief legal counsel for the entire national right to life. Mm-hmm. And he's talking um, about how, 
you know, he has this talk and he's talking about how, um, look, the, 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 the reason we don't want these, these bills passed is, is, is because it'll make it more difficult for Republicans to be popular. Yeah. So these are unpo- heartbeat bills are unpopular laws. And if these heartbeat bills are passed, then Republicans won't get elected. Now, mm-hmm. having conversations, doing some background research on the film with someone we didn't interview, which is Ricardo Davis. And Ricardo Davis was saying that there was a pro-choice Republican in Georgia. This is when he ran Georgia Right to Life. There was a pro-choice Republican. That pro-choice Republican uh, got endorsed by the National Right to Life. And they told Georgia Right to Life that they have to support this pro-choice Republican. Mm. And they said, no, we're not going to do it. So National Right to Life and Georgia Right to Life broke ranks. And then that's when uh, National Right to Life started the Georgia Life Alliance, which is also in Georgia, which is now their wing. Mm. And they're not associated with the Georgia Right to Life. So you just see this, really, it is a Republican election machine. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're not about the gospel. They're about passing bills that are popular. That's why when heartbeat bills are popular, they get behind them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So as the culture or the church, well, this should give you hope. As the culture or the church starts to get behind, just straight out ending it, they're going to have to move. You know, I think the amount of opposition that Jeff Leach has right now, he has no credibility whatsoever, should send a strong message to the National Right to Life. And and you'll see this in the film. Like you'll see how they weave back and forth to get votes Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then you'll see how ineffective that is. And then you'll see when Christians stand up and just at their local city council, the impact that makes at a state level. Massive way bigger and more impactful than anything the national right to life has done in the past 40 years. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, you know, should it, encourage you. It shouldn't go. No, it should very much so. And I, the film is very, very encouraging to, in, in that aspect when it shows pastor Zach go up to before the city council in the black robe. And that's very historic. And there's a, there's a symbolism behind that and preaching the gospel and demanding justice for the preborn. That was a spark that ignited um, across the country and uh, you see a lot of that in the film, what took place, Christians, yeah. even children going to their magistrates. Just let people justice. know that like none of this is spoilers. There's no spoilers in the film because all this stuff happened this year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All this stuff is in the news. There's nothing. Right. Uh, there's some, there's a little, little fun thing at the end. Right. But like, every, I mean, there, then the stuff we're talking about isn't going to run the movie for you. No, it's not, not, not at all. But, but I think one of the things we need to, to emphasize and uh, this will come as a shock to a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ and people who would identify as pro-life because we would too right, uh, right. say, you know, we're pro-life. The pro-life institution, the lobbyists, the lobbyists yeah. are, are ineffective and absolutely not Christian. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, there's a scene in here of Abby Johnson denying justification by faith and yeah. laughing at it and mocking it. Yeah. And uh, so. what, you, what, you, what you will see in the film, <laughs> let me just say this to you right now, what you'll see in the film, if you are pro-life and a Christian ought to shock you and you should stop immediately immediately sending any money to these groups yeah you need to stop and let them know why you're stopping because they are fundamentally not christian and do not represent christian or human rights interests ultimately from a christian perspective um and so i think it's clear the message is clear i think this this movie is going to open a lot of eyes 
It is a blessing to see. And we're going to give everyone right now who's watching, uh, because you came here for Kanye uh, stuff, uh, <laughs> we're going to give you the opportunity now to see actually an exclusive clip uh, right now um, on uh, Apologia Radio. We're going to play it for you guys right now. A uh, little clip from the film. Uh, this is just sort of a fun, exciting yeah. moment. Yeah. This is one of Marcus's favorite moments in the film. Yeah. Mine too. Uh, <laughs> and so here's, here's that clip of uh, John Barrows. Did you look him up, man? What do, you, what do you like best? What do you like best? What do you like? You're going to do nothing. Cowards. Cowards. Cowards do nothing. Nothing. Ever. Oh, my goodness. Look at this guy. Boy, that poor lady that belongs to him. Ladies, look this place up. It's a house of demons. Can't you tell? All right. That was uh, <laughs> that was a giant. He's laughing yes, at him. That's right. That's at a... that moment, yes. he's laughing as this guy's cussing and swearing him out. Yes. He's like, you all do nothing. Yeah. John, I love that so much. John was R.C. Sproul's no, hero, Tom. and he is our hero, too. Yeah. And uh, he, would, he wouldn't like us saying that, but uh, it's the truth. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to take place after the film, Marcus? Let's let everyone know what, what is next step. Someone says, I saw the film. Of course, endabortionnow.com is at the end. You, can, you need to get your church connected, endabortionnow.com, so you can get the free training and the free resources. But what do you want to happen next, Marcus? I'd like to see Christians taking signs that say babies are still murdered here to their city council meeting. And, then, and also to national right to life or movements, things that the national right to life does. Some of the pro-life lobbies do taking babies are still murdered here. Cause it's important to when, it, when we say babies are still murdered here, uh, it's not to our politicians. It's really, we're telling it to the pro-life organizations. They're still being murdered here. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything. It's not working. The, mm-hmm. the, the Supreme court isn't going to overturn law. And just, you know, for those that are watching this and, and haven't thought of this before, you say, well, Roe v. Walls, Roe, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. That's what the National Right to Life says. Yeah. Say, well, this is the law of the land. They're this deluded. Is the law of the land. If you watch the debate that happened last night, they're at the, the Democratic politicians, they're asked, what would you do to solidify Roe v. Wade so that the states can't uh, re- re- ignore it. Essentially, that's the question they're asking. So they can't, they can't right. criminalize it. Right. And their response, every single one of the, 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 the Democratic candidates last night said, we would codify Roe v. Wade into law. Because it's not. It's exactly. Right. So, so there's the admission from the Democratic presidential candidates that Roe v. Wade is not a law. It's a Supreme Court opinion. It's an opinion. Right. Yes. And so when it, whenever the National Right to Life says, well, hey, we, we, we can't just blanket do a blanket ban on abortion because it's the law of the land. It's not the law. It's not the law of the land. It's impossible. That is not how our constitution works. Right. It's Congress that makes laws, not the Supreme Court. Right. And, and so the so the pro life lobbies and groups are deluded yeah. at this point. Right. So uh, and I think it's a well, supremely awesome point you're making when you what with what just happened in a democratic national debate. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I th- I think that the pro life lobbies, like National Right to Life main function is to get Supreme Court, conservative Supreme Court justices elected. Mm. I think that's why the GOP funds them. And I think that's why the GOP has been so consistently, uh, has consistently had a majority on 
the Supreme Court mm-hmm. is because of the pro-life movement, mm-hmm. but it's failed us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hasn't done anything, mm-hmm. but got us conservative justices mm-hmm. um, that, that, that haven't done anything. Right. So, so they're really good at that. Um, at, you know, but you know, it's like a, George Grant says, he says the Catholic, the Catholic theology is really good at creating a culture of life, right. but it's not good at sustaining it. Mm-hmm. So it can get people interested mm-hmm. in, in fighting abortion, but it can't make Catholic theology can't make laws that that keep make it remain. Only the gospel can because do that. Because they're not standing on the word of God. Right, right. right. That's, so that's so that's what we it. that's what we see these ebbs and flows of like political change in our country, but none of it leading to like, you know, ma- making stuff happen. So I, I I would hope that when the movie comes out, uh, which is what what day of the week is October thirty first Thursday Thursday yeah yeah Thursday so maybe Thursday or Friday uh, we get your church together yes and and ha- I, you know <laughs> it's funny I I want to I want to maybe we could do something but there's a clip of Abby Johnson and she's talking to these people about our movie Unplanned and she says what I'd really like you guys to do is I'd like you to get your church together or your Bible study group and uh, take our movie. And uh, you have to go on the website and you have to pay like $100 for a license if you show it outside your home. But if you show it to your church, you got to make sure you buy this license. And then, uh, you know, you can show it to everybody. Well, we're just saying, just show the movie to everybody. <laughs> you don't have to buy a free. license. You it's don't have free. to buy a license. It'll be up on... Um, Freezies. For sure, uh, babiesandmurdersheer.com. And Apologia Studios. Uh, we have them on our channel stuff, our platforms. Yes. Yes. It, uh, we're still talking through how to do that. Uh, so I, if it's like I was talking to somebody in the closed captioning we'll probably have hosted on our website yeah. so that YouTube doesn't pick the words out. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so, so it'll be on, it'll be on multiple places. So yeah, for yeah. people to see You'll it, be so. able to get it for free, watch it with your friends, family, watch it with your churches. And then let's get started together as the church of Jesus Christ ending abortion once and for all. Amen. You have something to say? Sounds like you have enough uh, stuff left over for babies who are still still murdered here. <laughs> Hopefully there's Hopefully not. Hopefully there's a babies are no longer murdered here. Yeah, so yeah in this state. The trilogy. In this state. Yeah. Yeah. The trilogies that are no longer <laughs> that's, murdered. That's, yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have, while we're gray, to be actually talking about the film, Babies Are No Longer Murdered Here, and it's just a celebration film. Yeah. It'd be cool to get a call from the Smithsonian one day, and they're like, "Hey, you still got that sign hanging up in the studio? We'd like to display it in our museum." <laughs> Happy to put it there. <laughs> the movie's nothing but John Barrow's laughing. Because yeah. most of the new people that watch our show, they're like, "What in the world do you have a sign that says babies are murdered there for?" Yeah. <laughs> There's a history, y'all. All right, guys. God bless you. Pray for Marcus Pittman and uh, pray for the film. Pray for Apologia Studios. Pray for End Abortion Now. Again, go to endabortionnow.com to get your local church signed up. Free training, free resources. You can join the many, many, many churches that are out now saving lives as we speak. Actually, it was amazing. It was like last week I was reporting on like two babies saved and mm. another baby saved. It's just like constant. We can't even keep up, with, keep up with it anymore because the Church of Jesus Christ is going out with the gospel to save lives, to preach the gospel of salvation, and it's 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 working. And uh, so please see the film. Babies are still murdered here. Reformation Day, y'all. Don't forget to get your tickets for reformcon.org. Get them soon. Space is limited. We will catch you guys all next week on the Gospel Heard around the world. Right no, here. No, not pop. next week because we will have a conference. We will see you the week after that. Apologia Radio. And uh, don't forget, ApologiaStudios.com is where you guys get more.